Welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast. I have to say, before we get started, I was on my little walk today and I saw one of our listeners, Ashley. So shout out, Ashley. Oh, you did? Yeah. Love that. She actually said hello to you. Well, she was, you know, she has a friend that lives in our neighborhood. So Uh she was coming out of her friend's house as I was walking by. And she's very pregnant, isn't she? Yes. I know. That's so exciting. Last time when she figured out that we live in her friend's neighborhood, she said she saw me walking but was embarrassed to say hello. So I'm glad she actually said hello. Well, we've met since then. Well, she didn't really have a choice because I was like, hey, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you accosted her. I see. But no, we love Ashley. Oh, and we want to thank you for all of the new reviews. I I feel so blessed. Hashtag blessed. God, I hate that so much. (laughs) But I do. Because we ask you to review because it does help us in the ratings. And we actually, I think I told you we were number 13 on TV reviews. I know. On Apple Podcasts. So So exciting. It really does help you guys. And here's what I love the most. We've gotten DMs and reviews, five-star reviews with people that even disagree with us, and I fucking love it. If we all felt the same way about everything, it would be very boring. Me and Gina disagree quite often on things. Yeah, and so we appreciate disagreement. We appreciate your opinion, and you're entitled to it. We're entitled to ours, and we're just happy that we can all... And that you're listening, and you're still giving us five-star reviews. (laughs) So keep them coming. We appreciate the reviews. We totally appreciate them and acknowledge them. So thank you. And I put out the call last week for any new shows for me and Dan to watch, and boy, did everybody... deliver some I have seen because you know we're ridiculous and we watch a lot of TV but there was a few that I watched and one that me and Dan are watching right now so one that I highly highly recommend is from a listener Carrie it's called just one mile I did have to pay $3.99 and it's on Amazon it's such a great documentary I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's I about read competition. A bit about it, mm-hmm. and it didn't sound appealing to me. Yeah, I don't know if it's your thing. You know me. Probably I love. Not. I love a competition. Basically, it's a it's a race that these people do. You do one mile at a time. You have to complete that mile in twenty minutes, but you keep going until you're the last person standing. So you do the miles consecutively. Yeah, like one mile, then another mile. It's the same all mile. The same day. It's the same mile over and over and over again. Why? <laughs> to see who's the last man standing, to see if you can handle it's psychological. It's so you physical. go until you drop kind yes. of thing? Yes. Yes. Oh. And each person has a story. Not They don't go in depth with each person. It's one man in particular who won it last year who's very interesting. So oh. anyway, that was very good. But me and Dan started The Crowded Room on Apple. Oh. Have, have you heard about that no. one? No. It's Tom Holland. Okay. Tom Holland. Is he the one that dates Zendaya? Yes. Zendaya. So. Yeah. Uh, Brianne gave us that recommendation and we are completely sucked in, me and Dan. We're on, I think, episode five or six. And what's what's the... uh... The plot. Oh, oh it's one. it's a psychological thing. Oh, Amanda Sieg, Siegfried, Siegfried. I think I've seen that one. <laughs> I'm really butchering. <laughs> I sound like Heather McDonald now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have it kind of figured out, but we'll see. Hmm. We'll see. Okay. It's, it's a good one. I did watch. Who is Aaron Carter on Netflix? That keeps coming up in the top 10. Have you seen that? No, I have not. I hate the fucking name. They should have changed the name, but it's an English psychological thriller well when you said 
Aaron Carter. I did watch the Aaron Carter documentary, which is totally different. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I saw the picture you posted and I'm like, okay, this is That's not the same. One. Yeah. Not was, the same. Wait, was the Aaron Carter documentary good? It was depressing. No, yeah. I mean. Well, talk about depressing. You mentioned one that you started. And so I, I watched it. Scouts Honor. It's in the Netflix top 10. And it's about the Boy Scouts of America and all the sexual abuse that took place that went swept under the rug and covered up. And by all the way, stuff. since like 1923. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, one of the guys said. Scouts always attracted men who are attracted to boys. Thinking thinking about it, my brother was a Boy Scout. And I I mean, he never, my mom was the leader, Scout master, whatever, okay. leader. I'm picturing her, <laughs> picturing her. Did you wear a hat? No, she Did wore you the, wear the outfit. She wore the yellow <gasps> blouse and the oh little God. knee shorts, the no, brown. She wore regular pants. Please let me picture her okay, in an picture. outfit I want to picture her But in. I mean, I wonder if it would have been different if it was a boy or a man that was the, the scout leader and, and he was being, my brother was being dropped off at some random you know single man yet usually they didn't have children or they weren't married there there was a ring of men that it was became a, leaders like a trafficking ring yeah well and that was in one part it's kind of sad because i know people who went through um, who scouts. were yeah who went through scouts and had a wonderful experience but um it wasn't just a few bad seeds or a few a bad eggs there were a lot and they did not do the background checks and they did not take care of these children a ridiculous amount of kids, men who have come forward and talked about their experience. And it's just heart. It really is heartbreaking. It Somebody is. messaged us and said they were, they cried. And I, listen, I had wet eyes yeah, while was, watching. It was tragic. So it's good, but just know going in, it's, it's not a happy story. I think it's important. I think a lot of these documentaries are just important. I think so too. And I think as a parent too, you have to pay attention to things. And back then it was a lot of single parents. Mm. It was a lot of, I mean, they targeted specific groups of, right. of boys. Kids who have came from a divorced home and the mom was looking for a father figure for their children. What better way than to have a scout leader who you trusted. Yeah, but little and these, did they know. And these kids at the time who are now men were just ashamed mm-hmm. to tell yeah. their story. So they never said anything. And when the, the head of... The Boy Scouts International found out about some of these complaints, swept them under the rug. Yeah, they had the attorney on there for the Boy Scouts, and he was horrible. And uh, anyway, we could go on and on, yeah. but just watch it if you're interested. It was, it was, uh, it was something else. Let's see. On to lighter things. I have started selling Sunset OC or selling the OC. I watched last season. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into this season. Is it good or? Well, I like this one better. Than the original. There's just so many people. Think I like the dynamic having some men there. And I know that probably sounds absolutely horrible because Beverly Hills is the whole thing is it's about all these women. But it's nice to have some male energy because the drama is different. True. And there's some, you know, there's some pretty good drama there. It's just a background noise for me. You know, the way they shoot the show is beautiful. And of course, the OC is Gorgeous. A lovely landscape to be watching. So the Winter House preview has come out. It will premiere October 24th, which is actually my 31st wedding anniversary. Oh, my gosh. That's what we'll be doing. (laughs) (laughs) But did you Does Dan know that yet? (laughs) He won't care. Anything I want. (laughs) 
Uh, Captain Sandy makes an appearance. I what is hope- she doing there? Because she wasn't in the cast photo. Fuck. I hope that this is literally just a pop in, pop out. She she's, comes down be. It's to do be. a competition thing. There's no way she's staying. If she's staying at the winter thing, house. is she going to be the judge yeah, or something? Sure. sure, why not? It has to be. Interesting uh. choice. <gasps> so funny. All right. The news about Lindsay and Carl that came out this week. So Lindsay just posted a statement saying that she was appreciative of the time to go through what she needed to go through. It kind of blindsided her and she didn't see it coming and whatever else she said. It was it was two pages. She was basically sideswiped and is was in still shock trying to figure still it out. Trying to figure yeah. it out. A few days ago it came out that Carl sent a note out to all of the wedding participants and wedding guests saying that the wedding was going to be canceled. I mean, I assumed when they canceled the engagement that the, that wedding the was actual canceled. wedding would be canceled. So it well, seems yeah. weird to follow up with, by the way, yeah. the wedding is canceled. In case you haven't figured it out. But somebody from their guest list leaked it to people. Oh. That's what they're saying is like, why one of, one how of did Lindsay's that? Friends. I don't know. How did that even get to people, magazine, whatever? So it'll be interesting to watch Summer House this season because Craig has come out and said, once you see Summer House, you'll understand why this was called off. Yeah. Like, we, you won't be shocked. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it now. Are we surprised that this happened? No. Did we see it coming? We, we knew it was not a match made in heaven, let's just say. No, we never believed it. No. Ever. Not at And all. I know we're not the only ones. <laughs> Half the cast didn't believe it. And, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. It, it, mm-hmm. Who knows what's going on with him until he actually sits down with someone and tells his story and he may never do that. At the reunion, maybe? They've got to film the reunion soon, don't you think? How? Oh, my God. Oh, how are they going to do that? Oh, it's going to be good. She's going to, well, you know, she's going to rip him. I don't know. Lindsay, who knows how Lindsay's going to play this? She may completely flip the switch and come off softer to gain sympathy. Well. She's smart about about that. I bet during the season she doesn't come off well. It's probably the oh, Lindsay uh, we know and get frustrated with and are annoyed by. It, Yeah. We can, yeah, we can see the writing on the wall, yeah. I think. Um, okay, so then in the Scandal News this week, it was Rachel's birthday. So she posted a little picture at some flower garden, flower mart. Happy birthday to me. And Tom fucking Sandoval writes underneath her post, happy birthday, I hope you're doing well. I miss you, friend. What a fucking tool. And then she sees it and blocks him and actually posts in her stories that she has blocked Tom Sandoval. How could she not block him? I mean, come on. I can't believe it wasn't blocked before. Exactly. And if he wasn't blocked before, had they or were they having conversations? If if he wasn't blocked, were they having conversations? Just for him to say, miss you, miss you friend. friend. But then he came out and told People Magazine that I don't I don't have it all in front of me. We posted it, but basically she hasn't taken accountability. Somebody asked him on a red carpet or something. That was nice of you to, you know, say happy birthday, but it looks like she blocked you. And he goes, yeah, you know, that's a little thirsty. Immature. You know, she's, she's struggling to take accountability. Please. Seriously, you dick. Well, here's what I'll say. 
Yes, she is struggling to take accountability. She is. But we so talked is he. About what, what accountability is he taking? Nothing. No, well, he's moving on. For him, he's acting like, well, I moved on. I'm on the cast now. I have all these people that are my, quote, friends. He's a he's a jerk. So today on Nick Vial, he had on Chris Lee, the girl, the daughter. Oh, God. She supposedly has a new boyfriend. She does. And you know who he is? Some football player that's girlfriend tried to kill him. His wife tried to kill him. Oh, his wife? Yes. It was just in the news. It's so wild. I listened to that. And what's her name? Savannah. Yeah. Savannah Chrisley. So she's on Special Forces with oh, she's Tom on Sandoval it? and Jojo Siwa and, and Nick Vial. So she was saying she didn't know anything about Scandaval. She's totally out of it. She's raising, you know, her brother and her little sister, who's actually mm-hmm. her niece, right? Yes. Isn't it her, her half-brother's daughter. daughter? So she's raising those kids. She doesn't know about Scandaval. She sees Tom Sandoval, and she was like, he's an odd dude. And Nick Vial's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, he's just weird. I, it was really funny. Her <laughs> impression of him not even knowing anything about Scandaval was, that's a weird dude. Some of the stuff he says was weird. So does Nick Vial ever say anything about Tom? Because he was yeah. ripping Sandoval. He says... He should say he that he's weird too, I would think. Well, he's letting, he's letting Savannah say it. Because he's like, yeah, he does say some weird stuff. But I think when you're put in a situation he like... He liked special, Tom? No, I mean like on Special Forces, like as a person, he was like, Tom was fine. Do I like what he did? No. But I mean, he came on right after... Scandaval and everything was out there. So he's not, they're not best friends. They're not hanging out together. But interesting. Yeah. When you're in that world of, you know, basically dying on special forces. <laughs> well, um, Jojo Siwa came out and said that Sandoval in the middle of the night or something got up and peed in the corner of their like uh, barracks or wherever they're sleeping. She's, she said it was disgusting. Well, that's weird. Well, that's, he's weird. You know, they have to like take shits in front of each other That's and stuff. Weird. I mean, you're you're not in the barracks taking a shit, but you have to go with somebody to go to the bathroom. It's enough of a public exposure to oh, be yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, I can't go. You know, I, mean, I have a problem. <laughs> we have a system. Do I need, we have a system with each other <laughs> traveling. And then do I need to remind you that when I went away to camp for two weeks, I did not go poo. <laughs> That's a problem. And occasionally in the middle of the night, I would run up to the little shed that we had a bathroom in. <laughs> and I'm like, please come out. Please come out. And I still have that fear today. It's the travel curse. I wish I could give a shit. Like, guys don't care. They just go shit in the bathroom like it's no big deal. They don't care. They don't care. Door open, door closed. They don't care. So Project... Oh, let's ahead. talk a little about the Heather Jeff Lewis. It's still lingering. So it's Jeff, lingering. Jeff mentions Heather... Every day on his podcast, in a way. In some sort of way. Yeah, he'll make kind of funny comments about it. He says he wants to move on. And today was the first time he said, I probably shouldn't have talked about it when I was still so upset. I probably should have waited a little bit. He says that every time. He says it when he's in a fight with Stu. He says it when he's in a fight with anybody that he needs to take a beat and then deal with it. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. And we don't really want him to. Of course we don't. But that's how he burns so many bridges. So well, some of the people that were saying to us that they are totally, you know, Heather stands. They are team Heather. I don't have a problem with that because I'm literally team nobody. I'm not team Jeff in this and I'm not team Heather. 
I like to hear them both out. I think Heather made mistakes and I think Jeff made mistakes. Oh, totally. So Heather was on Spidey was Spidey podcast with Spencer and Heidi. Did you Which listen? Is, I did. It's an odd situation because she was like begging to have Spencer on a few times. And finally he came on to her podcast. And then they did do a show in Vegas together. But this is the first time she's been on their podcast. And she's been having some just like weird guests. Not not very interesting guests. No. And she was on Adam Carolla, which I guess they're friends. Now she's on Spencer and Heidi. I don't think she's being asked to be on other, but she really hasn't been on other podcasts other than Jeff. I don't think she had to be on other podcasts. I think she's making these rounds. She's on some sort of redemption tour, but on the Spidey podcast, she broke down and it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily about the Jeff Lewis feud, but obviously it was the undertones of it because she was getting so much hate and people were criticizing her. Well, it was really about... You know, why are you taking so many videos and why are you hanging out with the Vanderpump kids? And and she said, you know, I've worked hard. I'm entitled to go golfing with my son. I'm entitled to go to my Palm Springs house or whatever, which she is. But I think it's the way she did the way she does it. She because she kind of posts in a way that it's like, well, look, you know, look where I'm at. Look what what I have. What we always say is she pretends like she's being silly and And funny funny, and living this fabulous life. But she's actually, you know, all power to her. She's got a beautiful house in Palm Springs. Yeah. But she posts a lot of videos of her and going out in the evening in bikinis. A lot of bikini pics. And it's not all to be funny. It's to be like, hey, I look fucking good in this bikini. And she does. Which is fine. Yeah. But. I don't, but she acts like I'm doing it to be funny, but she's not. But she really wants everybody the to attention. see what, yeah, what's going on. Which is, again, it's fine. Post what you want, but then don't complain about, well, people are complaining about me posting that. If that matters to you, what people think, don't do it. But then Spencer was like, screw with them, you know, and I believe that. She shouldn't read the comments. She cares a lot about what other people think. We do too. I get that. Yeah. I'm not posting any fucking bikini, <laughs> no bikini pictures. No <laughs> Um, but then today Rick and Kelly were on, which I have, of course I listen every day, but I was dying to see what, what was going to be said. And Kelly said, Jeff drug her into it, which he did. he did. He mentioned her. He also drug his friend about the earrings into it. Krista. Jeff, Jeff drug everybody into the drama. But the thing is, Kelly ran with it and she posted a Patreon all about the Heather McDonald thing. And so she used it or they, cause it was Rick and Kelly, they used it to their benefit as well. So don't say he pulled you into it when you completely benefited from it. First of all, I have to say that I don't, I'm not, I don't love them. Rick and Kelly. Rick. Is I will, ne- I will never like listen to their shit. Right. But when she's on a show or a podcast, she just says everything. Yeah. So she doesn't hold back. So just last night I watched what happens live it was asked with the Trace Amigas, which OC housewife would you not want to attend the Trace Amigas? And Shannon, I think Shannon and Tamara, uh, both. Tamara both said Kelly Dodd. And she's like, what the fuck? Me and Shannon were friends. This doesn't make sense. And she said her and Vicky are friends. They hang out all the time. I do think Shannon is a fair weather friend. And she even said Shannon hated Tamara. Hated her. We know that. But all of a sudden... They're on the show together, and now they're best friends, mm-hmm. and Kelly's kicked to the curb. 
That's yeah. that's Shannon. That's Shannon. She picks and chooses her friends as she goes. Well, then Shannon texted Jeff. What did something about it can't be your friend if you're going to be friends with Kelly. Kelly Dotting. And she knew Kelly was coming on the show today or something. And Jeff is like, what the fuck? Like, what are you like, what yeah. are you talking about? I can be friends with her and you. Oh, because Kelly, when she heard that on Watch What Happens Live, tweeted this big yeah. thing about Shannon. And yeah. that she's not a loyal friend. Just all this shit. That's why Shannon said, how can you be friends with Kelly Dodd when she does something like this? Right. And then Jeff's trying to school Kelly Dodd on how to not react to things. And thankfully, Kelly did say, are you kidding me? The way you reacted to the Heather McDonald and the Julian Brandy situation? Yeah. You're telling me to take a beat? You need to shut up, Jeff, <laughs> because you are not the one to be giving hell out no. advice on how to handle friendships. Oh, hell no. Anyway, it's still very interesting. So it seems like they're going to both be moving on a little bit. But when Justin comes on next week, are they never going to discuss Heather McDonald? They're going to People are going to be listening for that conversation. I mean, Jeff, of course, he's going to talk about he it. He knows that. I'm sure he will have calmed down by then. It's he's not going to be down already. He has, but it's not going to be the topic of the entire show. No. But they're definitely going to talk about it. But I have noticed that every single day he does say something about Heather. He throws a little yes. dig in. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's Jeff. You can't let it go. That's why we listen to him. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Project Runway had their season finale. These outfits were the best outfits of the entire season. Loved it. I loved the runway them. show. It was beautiful. I wanted to say, what happened? Like, all of a sudden, every last one of you killed it. What I like they did this season, in past seasons, remember they would send them home for oh, months right, to right. finish their collection? This time, they gave them eight days for eight looks, but then they let them have a friend come in to help, which I fucking love that idea. They always do that, though, don't they? No. I thought they brought him back to help. I mean, they do on Top Chef. <laughs> I don't oh, remember on Project top Runway. That I'm thinking. <laughs> maybe in maybe in the last couple they seasons did. they have. Mm, I anyway. don't remember them doing that before. Um, they had Billy Porter fill in for Brandon, but they didn't really say where Brandon Maxwell was. Mm-mm. What what's going on? Don't know. Zach Posen was a judge. How did you feel about the winner? It was Bishmi. I kind of felt like I knew he was going to win. Yeah, me too. I mean, his story, his backstory alone. His sister's inspiration. She had passed away, what, yeah, days before? Days before. I think Brittany was really good, but she's very niche. You know, she doesn't I have... I love her shit. But yeah, she's she's her She's own... not broad in her style. Right. Although her gown was pretty good. Yeah, beautiful. And the pants. And I feel like Bishmi with his kind of Christian Siriano-esque dress with the big the black. poofy bottom. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was it was pretty great. Laurence, she always seems miserable. Yeah, she doesn't seem very happy. Never. Mm-mm. She's an interesting lady. Very deep. Very deep. Love her leather collections. Yeah, I think she did a good job. But yeah. I think the winner should have been Bishmi. I think he deserved to win, and I just like it. I loved all of them, but Bishmi deserved to win. Yeah. So that was a good season. I loved it. It was. I, it was a season one of my twenty. Oh Shit. my god. Um, below deck, I ju- I haven't finished because you know they're dropping to a week. I think there's only a couple left because there was one charter left after this one I watched. But now Zarina, who's the chef, has hooked up with Joao. And here's the interesting part, and I don't know if you know this, but Zarina's friend dated Joao 
and he she didn't like him she's like oh my god he totally screwed my friend and I don't like him as a person and now she just fucking slept with him and she really likes him so I don't know if they're still together now after filming I did catch that because I did watch one episode and um I did see that they were kind of hooking up Mm -hmm. and then these charter guests are from San Francisco and it's very embarrassing they get so fucking wasted is it all women it's all women and then they have this awkward moment where one girl is she is annoying she's lactose intolerant and so what happened is when they filled out their preferences she never said she's lactose intolerant she says she takes a pill Mm. so the ladies are like well if it was so important to you why did you not put it on your preference sheet and you can take a pill. So what the fuck does yeah. it matter? What, what does you're it matter? Eating? But she kept saying to the chef, do you know I'm lactose intolerant? You guys, I'm lactose So she kept saying it. And one night, one of the girls was so drunk. She was like, we're so fucking sick of you. <laughs> nobody liked. Then it was like, nobody <gasps> likes you. We had to draw straws for who would stay with you. Oh, it was so That's awkward. Sad. It was very sad. I mean, it was horrible. But the one girl there that was lactose intolerant girl she like just kind of rolled with it. The next day she was perfectly fine. Wow. It was very weird. Very strong back. Nobody, yeah, nobody said to her, sorry. That's terrible. I know, it was horrible. Should we talk about the Atlanta reunion? Yeah, well, yeah, so this was only two episodes and thank God it didn't need to be more than two. Well, no, because we really There was nothing, nothing to talk about. It was frustrating because what we wanted to hear was what was really going on with Ralph and Drew and both of them were tight-lipped and we got tidbits of information but nothing concrete so it frustrating was very strange courtney you know courtney's there she's a pain in the ass but she said ralph was very hurt by the divorce and that there was cheating on drew's part that drew had an affair now drew did go to she went Ty's to texas to, now that is a little sus yes why are you going to see this person play basketball if you're just friends something was off with drew like she didn't really deny any of it Mm-mm. she didn't admit it but she didn't deny it either no she I, she's very mm. interesting because she always talks around stuff oh. and you don't really know and i don't think she's truthful no she talks over people she doesn't shut up she just keeps going 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 until the person is just like i can't even speak anymore. yeah I, i'm not even gonna waste my breath but she did tell candy that Drew, or, um, Drew did tell Candy that Ty was her girl crush. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Ty was coming to set. Well, s- yes. Yeah, somebody brought Ty to set. Now, what? who who did that? Who knows Ty besides Drew? Mm-hmm. So then Sheree has some information that was dropped off at her house, which, of course, Ralph had that anonymously. Someone just dropped off these, you know, text message screenshots um, that were private text messages between Ty and Drew and Andy said that they were very friendly. But then the girls looked but at them. But were they incriminating? I, I don't really girls, know. Uh, I think Kenya was like, these don't seem that bad. And Candy goes, between two friends, that's a little much. Candy, I can't tell where she sits here. I think Candy sits with the truth. Like, she just wants the truth to She's come out. She's frustrated because she knows that Drew is hiding shit. And she's yes. just like, why not just let it come out? Who cares at this point? You and Ralph are not working it out. Clearly. But is Ralph trying to go after her for some reason for this? Like, oh, you had an affair? And so I get more money. Is it a money situation? 
Probably. I can't understand Courtney and Ralph's relationship. It's because she goes into Ralph's dressing room Mm. and then Drew's sister comes in and they kind of get into it. Well, because Courtney was like, "Um, you don't need to talk to him right now. I was like, who are you? You're you're the fake cousin? The fake cousin. Ralph came off so timid. Well, it was all an act. It was bullshit. Don't you think he wanted to come off as like poor Ralph? Horse. He wanted. He was playing the sympathy card. Yes. Look at me. I'm very calm. Yeah. My voice is very calm. I'm not raising Mm -mm. my voice. I'm not saying anything negative to you. It's all your fault, Drew. I'm just the nice guy who's trying to work it out. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then Drew handsome Peach because she's saying you want to be a housewife more than I do. And then she was like, I don't know why you're here. And Andy's like, "Um, because we invited him. Drew, we are interested in the truth between you and Ralph. What is it? What's the truth here? We don't know. It seems like there's a lot of things that are hidden. They had an agreement to not talk about a lot of certain things. And they're not talking about it. And it was fucking boring. Yeah, we didn't learn anything new. Do we think that Ralph cheated? Absolutely. Do we think Drew cheated with Ty? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, it was just okay. Was so the song <laughs> that so they get into it and they're going back and forth, arguing, and then all of a sudden, Sue Sue <laughs> Sue Sue <laughs> Drew picks up the mic, and the next thing you know, she's singing this breakup song oh. to Ralph, and Ralph just looks solemn, literally and depressed. Stare. He's not even looking at her; he's looking and at the ground. It was so weird. Why did he have to be there for that? Move him off. I don't know. This is not the Ralph that we've seen all season. Oh, it's poor Ralph. It's poor he Ralph. wants us to feel sorry for him. It's Yeah, it's crazy. And then Andy eating that plum during the show. Was... <laughs> Even after she sang and they moved Ralph off, Andy said, that had to be probably one of the most awkward things we've ever seen. And Kenya's like, yeah, that was really bad. I mean, they all were agreeing. Why did we have to sit through this? <laughs> It was weird. It now, was some weird shit. Drew, of all of the housewives who have put who have put out music, besides Candy, Candy's a real artist. She has the best voice. She can sing. Yeah, and I think obviously she has proved this before. She has been a singing artist, right? She's been a has, has she, she sold released music? Maybe it was just in the church. I don't know, but I sing. think that I think Drew asked to sing the song because she wanted to get out there and sing so that people can see her sing. Well, and she if did. men singing to, to, to stupid, Ralph. stupid Ralph, then that's what it was going to be. It was they her are moment. still living in the house. Together. Which how is that even? Then they haven't even told their kids about the divorce. Uh, yeah, that's stupid. You think they don't fucking know when I their can't parents are speaking? How they're interacting with each other? In, so that in the tells same me house. there is definite money issues. Of course, of you don't. Course. You don't stay in the same house if one can leave. If you have the money to leave, but they don't. Because if one leaves, the other one gets a house and, you know, there's that whole thing. That's why, like, Tom and Ariana are still living in the same house. Because the other person doesn't want to give it up. Now, I do believe that Drew protected Ralph in front of the cameras. I do believe that. But Andy asked Ralph, point blank, have you been faithful? And he said, nothing's come out. Nothing's come out. And he said, that's not the question. Have you been faithful? Did he say say yes? I think he did. He he said, said yes. He said yes. But, you know, that's not true. No. So we reviewed the past. We talked about the past. It's going to be after this um, episode of our show. 
we are putting on our conversation about the movie The Pass, which is truly the story of Drew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can't. Or Candy. And like there's it's a story that's about all of these women and you can pop one of them in to each situation. It's a, it's interesting. You'll hear our review, but if you guys have watched it, let us know what you think because it's Oof. it's, it's a, interesting. It's a hard. It was a hard watch for us. So something else too that that Ralph said and Drew didn't deny. Drew brought Ty to Ralph's birthday party. Yes. What the hell? Ty's been around. Why would you bring Ty to Ralph's birthday party? Mm. Good friend. Weird, right? It's like the Morgan Kyle situation yes they're in paris together i know and she's been there a long time and okay so we have our friend and listener katie who lives in paris now yeah. she saw today bruce bozzy who is Andy's oh best she saw friend. bruce yes i and saw him he was posting by the musée d'orsay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so she was gonna say something but he had all these lady friends taking pictures with him so. oh yeah, we love Bruce. I know. What reminded me was that Bruce ran into Kyle. Ran into Kyle. Yeah. And Kyle is there with Morgan Wade. She's got a concert or something. She's had a concert there forever. And then Mauricio is confirmed on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Somebody said he has a new girlfriend or something. I don't know. It's all so Whatever. confusing. It is. So should we move on to Real Housewives of New York? Let's do it. So they're still in Anguilla. Mm-hmm. Anguilla? Anguilla? Mm-hmm. I say Anguilla, but I say everything wrong. Oh, I, you're right. Anguilla. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Anguilla. <laughs> you, you know, you're saying it like a pasta. It's the Italian in you. Anguilla. <laughs> you are correct. So um, uh, Bryn apologizes to Aaron, sort of. Sort not, of. Not really. Not really. No. no. Aaron had to like tell her what to apologize for. Okay, this is what I want you to apologize for. For saying the divorce word for like too much, Aaron. it was too much. I don't hate Aaron, and I understand where she didn't like Bryn acting that way with her husband, but it's too much. Let it go at this point. It, it wasn't it, serious. It's very insecure. Like if you keep mentioning it, you sound very insecure in your marriage. Well, and Bryn apologized for the boring party comment, but that wasn't what pissed off uh, Aaron. It was the comment about Abe. And Uba is the only one that's really not defending Bryn in this whole group. Right. Because Jessel keeps saying, she never said it. So now I wonder, now that we've watched it and they've watched it and the divorce word was said, has Bryn apologized? I think she probably has. I mean, obviously watching it, it was a little silly comment moment. It was inappropriate. Yeah. But Abe fucking laughed. So why is Aaron so upset? Yeah, it's, this is just dragging on too long. Yeah, it's too Move much. Move on. Keep it moving. This is where you lose us. Mm-hmm. We forgot to mention last week about Jessel's husband said he was going to go to Vietnam for like three days for, for a sandwich. For the sandwich. We went and <laughs> had that sandwich. And guess what? I would do the same. Was it that good? Oh, my gosh. What is it? It's a bond. I wrote it down. Bondi? Bombi? Bomb? Bomba bomb. <laughs> it's a bomb sandwich. <laughs> The place in Vietnam where they have it is the same place that, um, anyway, this guy went there. For him to go for three days to go have that sandwich is absolutely hilarious. What is in the sandwich? It's really good. You have no idea what's in it though, Um, do you? Yeah. It's it's a Vietnam thing. Uh, They have them here apparently because when we came- uh, 
uh, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> he made this one place famous. In fact, it was so good that me and Dan said, let's go there the next day. We went the next day and they fucking ran out. There's a line around the corner. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's really good. Wow. So I understand why he's going there. Anyway, Jessel's parents are from Kenya. So Jessel starts telling us her story. Oh, they this were pissed. So they were so annoyed with her because it wasn't about her. It was about her, her, parents, her parents and her grandparents and, and her uncle. So Jenna Lyons was like, Jessel, I want to know about you. Tell me about you. We don't know each other very well. It's fine to say like, hey, my parents came from here and this is how we grew up. But nothing about herself. No, it was, it was all about nothing. the uncles and the aunts and going to England and yada, yada, yada. It just never. And then she wanted to be a fashion designer. It was like, huh? What? <laughs> she left out the part where she lived in Texas. Yeah. And she was supposed to be on Real Housewives of Dallas. Dallas. The ladies are so hard on Jenna. Leave her alone about the first class thing. So Aaron brought it up to everybody, which she shouldn't have done. And she's had it rough. I mean, if so, what? If she wants to fly first class, so what? Let her fly first class. You all can do it too if you wanted to. She also was going through a breakup at the time. She wanted some time alone. They're all just fucking jealous. They didn't think about it. And so they're pissed. They are pissed. But leave Jessel, or I'm sorry, Jenna. You can, yeah, leave Jenna alone. We love Jenna. So Sai started telling about her alcoholic mother, which was very sad. Yeah. And her mom died an alcoholic. And uh, I don't know. It was almost like Jessel told her story, which wasn't really about herself. And then Sai went out. It's like they're all giving us their individual stories, but it doesn't feel organic. It's like, now it's your turn. The bon me. Bon me. Bon me. Okay. Oh, the sandwich is the bon me. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Bon me. Bon me. Thank you, Dan. All right. We don't need the spelling. <laughs> so Uba freaking out about the hair and the hair and her food. Yeah, that was, was this... over the top. Like she was gagging. Yeah, that I don't understand. It was probably that. one of their hair. Yeah. Who cares? It's a hair. It's what do you hair. think? It's not like a fucking pubic hair. If I was in a restaurant and there was a hair mixed in with my salad, I would take it out. It would it be would gross. Be gross. It would be but ew. But you take it out. When you have kids, you know you get over she shit ha- like doesn't that. Doesn't she have a child? Uba? Yeah, I thought she had a child for Does some she? reason, but we just don't see. I don't know. Maybe oh, not. I could I be completely know. wrong. But then listening to Jenna's story mm. about her mom having Asperger's and how she—I mean, you can totally see why she is who she is because she didn't get a lot of affection. She didn't get, um, she didn't get a lot when she was a, no, a child. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do have a soft spot. We just love Jenna. I know. It doesn't matter. And she's so cool. So what about Aaron questions Bryn about the freezing of her eggs and Bryn's story did Mm. seem a little odd, but also who cares? Like she was saying when she went in to freeze her eggs, the doctor said, who's the father? Or you have to put down a father or something like that. And so it was very awkward for her. And Uba, Aaron, they're all saying like, no, I've done that. And you don't have to say anything about if you're married or who the father is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't even know how it works. Is it fertilized? Well, they embryo? Sa- if you want to. So they said, oh, you should look through your phone to find a donor. And it was like, what? Hmm. I didn't think you had to worry about that until you were ready to defrost them. And make, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. We didn't have to freeze our eggs. No. No. They froze themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they are dust. 
They are dust now for <laughs> sure. Okay, Salt Lake City. So do you care about the taglines? Because I don't. Oh my God. They're such when, a big deal, oh but my God. I don't care. They're, I never listen. I fast forward through them. Me too. What does it matter? Two T's in a pod go through this whole thing about, let's talk about the taglines. Who the fuck cares? We know that they're written for you. So who cares what the taglines are? And they're so dumb anyway. Right. Why do people have a big thing about, let's talk about the taglines? I, I really don't care. People take time. They post the taglines. Oh they it's like they I, don't come out until the second episode. I don't care. Who cares? I literally fast forward the first three minutes Same. of each of these. It's not efficient TV watching if you have to sit through all the taglines. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. So Meredith and Lisa are having a little powwow. They go on, go for a walk. Meredith is in these shiny electric blue pleather, probably leather, Pants and boots to go on a walk. Lisa is in her athleisure wear and tennis shoes. What the hell is going on? Okay. First off, Meredith also had some blue fur on. It was blue. Yeah. It was a blue furry coat. And then Lisa's like, I thought we were going for a walk, but Lisa's still dressed up. It's just in athleisure wear. Well, she had tennis shoes on though at least. But they were heeled. Well, uh, (laughs) talk about her. You saw those Fendi shoes. Oh God. The beige. Terrible. Now, I can get caught up sometimes when we're traveling and we go into a store and I see sparkly high shoes. I'm like, that could be really fun. And then I'm thinking, yeah, my late 50-year-old ass wearing those. I don't think so. Who do you think you are? You're distracted by the sparkle. Oh, man. But is it, is it just me or is Meredith's voice, is something going Ugh. on? It's like she can't move her mouth or what's happening? Because her voice is definitely different. Oh, is the voice different? I think so. Hmm. She's almost hard to understand. I think she's always been that way. We're just hearing her more. She's just talking more. Meredith never fucking talked. She was always disengaged. Now they're requiring her to actually have conversations. To actually work. (laughs) Um, So she tells Meredith, Lisa tells Meredith about Jack and deciding to go on this mission. And so we had one listener, one of our listeners that completely educated us on how the whole process works and what's involved. And it's quite shocking. I think one of the things when a child goes on a mission, the parents are very involved in this process. So what we're seeing here is Lisa's acting like they had no idea what Jack was doing. Where he's going. Right. But at least one parent, even if Lisa's not into, you know, at least one parent has to be pretty involved. There's a bishop involved. Like there's a lot of people involved with getting a child on a mission And the parents actually pay for them to go on this mission. Right. So I don't know how true this is. At least it did seem rather shocked. Her husband not. So maybe maybe. her husband knew and she didn't. Uh, Maybe. So we didn't know that Angie and Heather were friends in high school. No. Flashback to high school. Sort of friends. Well, different friend groups, but they kind of intermingled. Fucking so cute. She looked amazing. So. For me to think back at season one where Heather was super insecure, she said when she went to college, she knew Lisa Barlow, but Lisa Barlow was one of the cool kids and Heather wasn't. And I'm thinking, Heather, you were so fucking cute. Yeah. But it's weird. weird. Yeah. It was interesting. Mm, I don't know about this. It's so strange to me to have a housewife, Angie Kay, who is not invited to anything and has to be a plus one to all these events because the main people throwing the parties don't want her to be there. It's no. instantly drama, of which, course, which I'm which happy. Is intentional, I'm sure. But how can they not invite a main member of the cast? Of course, she's going to be invited. They know she's going to be showing up. 
Well, her her house was so white and so sterile looking. Yeah. It was kind of shocking, except for her dog, who was so, pink. And oh, yeah, that was weird. That was so weird. her husband, they met in cosmetology school. She worked in his salon or oh, something. Oh, right. Yeah. He seems very nice. He kind of looked like Rick Leventhal. Yeah, he kind of did. He but never did took they... off his hat. And it bothered me. I'm still one of those people that if you're in a nice fucking restaurant, men, take off your fucking hat. I don't care if it's a cool did baseball hat. Did he have hat. a hat on in yes. the restaurant? He well, he's probably hat. bald. So what? Well, I mean, who cares now? But yeah, you don't wear the hat. You don't take Was the it hat a baseball off. cap? Yeah. It was mm. a clean new one. He had a hat on the entire episode. He seems very nice. They seem like an odd match to me. Yeah. They don't seem like... They seem best friends. Yeah. And they have one daughter... I don't know. I don't know about Angie Kate. There is going to be a lot coming out. They have a lot of businesses together. I don't know. We know that in the future episodes, there's talk about money laundering, but who knows how fucking real that is. Let's talk about Trixie's place in Palm Springs or Palm Desert. Now, this must be new, the Trixie Motel. So it was super cute. Super cute, but it's a motel. It's a motel. So you rent the whole place out because there was a keypad. It's like a Barbie. Uh, it's so, so it's probably pretty. some old little motel that they converted into this I think Trixie it's motel. an amazing idea. It is. I love the concept. Fun for like a girl's weekend or something. Oh, but when Mary Crosby fucking calls. Calls the hotel. <laughs> to ask if they have Dom Perignon 2003. And the guy on the phone is like, yeah, no, we have like chicken nuggets. Yeah. Like, no. Pizza. Do you have room service? Yeah, we have room service. Why call ahead? Bring it, Mary. Nobody has your fucking Dom Perignon 2003. Bring your own Dom Perignon if it's that important to you. She was so upset that they and, didn't and have it. And her in that disgusting room. Mm. Who is she to act like she is higher and above these ladies? It I is think mind-boggling. And her fucking lazy-ass son sitting there in the chair. At that moment, Mary, ask him if he's married. To that girlfriend exactly. that's living in your house. You have no time? Ask right then. She knows. Of course but she also, knows. But also, I don't think that that's the real Mary that's drinking Dom Perignon. Is she? Oh, she's not Mormon, though. She's no. evangelical something or other. Oh, what she is. She's a, is she, she still a drink. pastor of her church? Well, I think the church is closed. Also, Mary is the most depressing person. She is not fun she's miserable she doesn't whoop it up why do they want her like she's funny as hell because she just says well, weird ass shit of course that's why they want her but why is meredith like mary has got to come why she's awful she doesn't participate <laughs> no. she oh. just makes snide remarks to everybody oh fuck so what did you think of whitney getting there earlier i kind of loved it because whitney's like me and trixier friends yeah sure it's you like are such a burn they though. met once maybe who cares? And she brings Angie. So it's going to be uh, real interesting. Let's talk about Lisa losing her ring in the <gasps> bathroom. Okay. I know exactly where that bathroom <gasps> is because that was at the Palm Springs airport. Yes. And that airport, you know, that it's airport tiny. is super tiny. So where to go? She had it on. She felt it move off. So Monica. Oh, we'll talk about Monica in a minute because I fucking love Monica. Yeah, me too. Um, Her saying that ring is fucking gone. Somebody saw that ring, stole that ring. It well, has to be what happened. She dropped it. It rolled somewhere. There's no way to roll under anything in one of those bathrooms. Somebody stepped on it and probably picked it up in another stall or whatever. And it's gone. It. Yeah. 
It's gone. I thought it was rude, though, that Heather was taping herself saying, oh, my God, Lisa's losing it. It's like Instead fucking, of looking for yeah, the ring. Yeah, it's like, Heather, it was a $60,000 ring given to her. Now, Mary Crosby, like, I don't think that was $60,000. But also, if it's that much, you would have it insured and you just get another one. But That's it was a, sentimental. It was You just get another sentimental ring made but, for that amount of money. Exactly. And for her, and why was it so loose on her finger? Oh, it's weird. What was she taking put, put a little piece of tape on it. Right. You shouldn't be dangling around a $60,000 ring. Yeah. Somebody chop your finger right off. Okay. Um, let's talk about Monica. Yeah. So a little confusing. Was it? Well, I mean, what is her business? Those baby swaddles? Apparently she married someone who had some money. They got divorced because she slept with her sister-in-law's husband well, that was shocking. Mm-hmm. But it she was felt her so guilty. It was her husband's, husband's sister's, sister's husband. husband. And she felt so guilty. She told the, what are they called? Bishop. Bishop of the church. He fucking excommunicated her. But Not him. he's still okay. Because, you know, you, we can forgive the man because that's just his being. He's he Cody Brown. Himself. He's like Cody Brown. <laughs> he can't help himself. He has needs. So she gets excommunicated. They divorce. I'm not sure how much the the ex-husband is in the children's lives, but those children are very sweet. She lives right down the street from her mother and her grandmother, and the grandma is it. Portuguese and barely speaks English. And then her feeling so bad about this trip that she went out and bought a Louis Vuitton purse. How much do you think that purse was? Did she say? Oh, she didn't. I don't. I didn't see what she bought. I don't think she showed what she bought. Oh, but she did because she was like, "I'm not leaving this purse anywhere." You know, she was very much hanging on to that purse. Yeah, say a couple thousand dollars for sure. But she's also driving a Range Rover. So, <sighs> oh, that's why you're like, I'm it's like, a little confusing. Yeah, hmm. yeah, a little confusing. I mean, I it it is kind of sad if she wanted to fit in. Yeah, and she felt like she had to buy a Louis bag to fit in. But with these ladies of all but, people. Heather and Whitney are not, like, maybe they are now more so, but they were, like, fucking two years ago. Like, nobody had the real shit. Jen Shaw, all this stuff was fake. Yeah. Fake, and she was embezzling. But I understand her trying to fit in, but I love her. I don't care what her fucking story is and how she got on. No, I like her, too. I love, I love her with these ladies. And she said, Mary said something about, um, can you guys be quiet? I don't know, something. And she's like, Mary needs us to be quiet. (laughs) <laughs> She's funny. She doesn't give a shit. I love it. So I guess Justin and Whitney are supposed to be having issues this season. And they yeah. were kind of awkward at... Uh, Watch Happens Live. At dinner. No, oh, at dinner. To dinner. Yeah. Didn't you think? He was wearing a crystal. I mean, it's Justin. Because their communication what is, he, is, what is he doing? Well, he was an ML, right? I mean, we know he was a multi-marketing yeah. executive. Who's hiring him now? Somebody said he got new veneers. They're quite oh, white. He? Well, I don't know if he had them last season, but... Yeah, he's got new new teeth. Well, good for him. Everybody has new teeth. So on Two Teas in a Pod, Teddy was saying that she thinks that Whitney is doing too much. I think Whitney's doing literally nothing this season. Doing too much? I don't even I, get it. No, she's not doing anything. Nothing. She's very calm. She's listening to all these ladies. I mean, her doing too much is bringing Angie Kay, which she was told to bring her because she's a fucking main cast member. Of course. <laughs> but she does sound real dumb. Whitney That's sounds just always dumb. Whitney. I actually think she comes out with some pretty good nuggets every once in a while. But she's maybe because she speaks so slow. Right. But I mean, she's no fucking dumber than the rest of them. <laughs> Who's the smart one in the group? <laughs> think about it. Who is who? What about 
<laughs> when what about when Meredith? Well, was Meredith packing, is an attorney. She's the smart right. one. But when Meredith was packing, and her son said, "Oh, why don't you pack? You can go surfing." And she's like, "We're going to the desert, <laughs> dear." He's such a fucking idiot. He doesn't even know where Palm Springs. No, is. he knew she was going to the desert. But he's like, "You can go surfing." Oh, and then um, Seth and Meredith are coming out with this new podcast. Oh. I wonder. I wonder how that is. It's a hanging relationship by a string or something yeah. like that. Thirty hanging minutes by a thread. Oh, it, that that podcast is hanging by a thread. There's no way those two are sitting <laughs> down for thirty minutes taping a podcast. No, I give it a month. What are they talking about? They've been together forever. They separated. They both had affairs, and now they're back together. We know it all. And also, by the way, he kind of bugs me now. He's I trying to do too much. I I, I know. I kind of liked him before, and now he is bothering. Pouring me. the wine in a little shot glass. It's yeah. like, all right, Seth. Get out of here. Wait, was it wine? I thought it was tequila. And she's no, like, I don't normally wine. have that. No, oh, it was it's a bottle wine. of wine. He poured it in the shot glass. And she's like, why am I drinking my wine in the <laughs> shot glass? <laughs> He's like, do something different. Okay. But I love you, Seth. OC. They go to Mexico. So they're still at Playa del Carmen. Yeah. And Emily is still not having... Heather. Heather she's got a thing Heather is getting under her skin and I I, I can't I don't blame her. I don't really I can't know. blame her what do you mean you can't blame Emily Emily but if Heather... you had someone like Heather <laughs> yeah but would... it's entertaining we would think it's entertaining it's entertaining but always, until it's not there's always the person who's annoyed yes of course I know, I know but Heather when she was like Emily has a crackerjack memory when it comes to what I say I was like that's very true <laughs> Emily takes notes on everything Heather says so that she could throw it back at her because she's an attorney they retain shit there was that moment where they kind of had made up and Heather calls fucking Emily a snuffleupagus that was rude it was so rude and then Heather tried to make it sound like no, you don't understand. That's a compliment. No way in hell that is a compliment. Never. How is that ever a compliment? You know what a of course. looks like. I watch fucking Sesame Street. Yes. The big old the thing. The big old elephant. Hairy thing. Mammoth. Yes. Lily mammoth. Yes. It was awful. It was terrible. It was very mean. So Shannon admits to having abandonment issues. And that's why it bothers her when, when um, John Jansen goes home. And I call all of this bullshit. Abandonment issues. Yeah. So now she's making up stories to make it sound like her and John Jansen are normal couples and that it's her that overreacts. She's taking on. See what she's doing? Yeah. See what John Jansen totally. fucking did to you? He's making it your fault, Shannon. It's and not your fault. Which one of them said, because she didn't want to wear a swimsuit. Yeah. One of them said it's because John Jansen yes. gives her crap about her weight. I mean, Shannon has had a journey on this show with weight, with self-confidence. So she was all over the place. When we first met her, she was skinny-weeny, but she was in a horrible marriage. So you never know. But then when she gained all that weight, she showed us, remember her taking off her, they showed well, us she went fit. into a hot tub with Spanx on. And then she showed us working out. She took off her shirt and the fucking trainer was like, oh, <laughs> no, that, that was horrible. <laughs> so she shows us all of these weight loss gain journeys but she's embarrassed to get in the swimsuit and she still looks really good right here she, yeah she does i hated those swimsuits why they were, they were what's the you know purpose? that was tamra's of idea of course tamra is so trash oh, she thinks Trashy. she's so funny i don't even get what the fucking swimsuits were the muscle ones okay it was like a, so a naked funny. man right 
Yeah, but the other ones were muscles. Yeah, it was all men, It was men, so though. dumb. It was Tamara so dumb. Is so... God, she's stupid. She's very stupid. Ugh. They go on these ATVs to the cenote. Now, this cenote was seen in a Bachelor of course. episode. Because of course. they jumped off those same platforms. Yes. Was it Charities? Probably. Or was it the one before? I don't know. They, they all go there. to the same place. So Gina had me fucking dying. She said... <sighs> Shannon looks like Jennifer Coolidge <gasps> on a Vespa in it White was, Lotus. It was perfect. It was perfect. Shannon was like, ah, oh my and God. The outfit oh my God. she oh was wearing with the big butterfly sparkly oh God. thing. Shannon's outfit. This, and one of the morning scenes, she had on one of the lemon house coats. It's like, oh, Shannon, <laughs> what is going on? Uh, was she trying to promote her lemons? Her. Product. Oh, maybe. But still, ugh. it was terrible. So Tamara, once again, going after Jen. Jen heard that Tamara was digging up shit behind her back because a mutual friend told her. And then Tamara, to of the other ladies, was making fun of Jen's fake Fendi, fake Chanel, fake Gucci, saying that she's wearing all this fake shit to fit in. So what, Tamara? Like, she was Did mean. you never do that, Tamara, when you first started? You didn't have the money. You still don't have the fucking money to wear this shit. Her call, I, I'm glad Jen finally spoke up and called Tamara malicious. And I think that the ladies all felt bad for yes. her. Even because- Shannon was like, Tamara, stop. Well, and this is what pissed me off is Tamara did it intentionally, obviously for the show, because she has to, you know, stir it up for the show, which I understand. But it was it was terrible. And for her to say that she just cares about Jen and he's not the right guy. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. All of it. And it was very mean and it was not nice. And I just couldn't stand that she did that. And there's no way to talk around that. Did they talk about it on Watch What Happens Live? Did she give another excuse? I was just looking out for her or I am looking out for her. I mean, they had a couple polls where people where they asked about Jen and Tamara and who was in the wrong and Tamara lost every one of those polls. She, you know, was crazy. I'm sure she, she said did. she didn't care. She also told Vicky about it. And then Vicky is saying to Jen, I think Vicky coming from a good place. Like, I think in her own head, she's coming from a place she's of been like, through it. I've been where mm-hmm. you are. And I think we both met and loved men who might not be the right fit for us or the right person. And Jen's like, I don't know you. Where'd you hear this from? Well, obviously, Tamara. Tamara's just fueling shit also. When Jen said to Tamara, if you need to air mm. my shit to be more relevant. And I was like, finally, Excellent. Jen, that is what it is. And then Tamara's like, oh, no, you need to air the shit. Like, she didn't even know what to fucking say. She shut you up, Tamara. Yeah, You're not coming it. off well. No. I think Tamara finished this season thinking, I'm I got back. it. I'm back. I did it. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So how do you feel about Vicky showing up? I think those ladies are so fucking ridiculous. Let's do shots. It's all about just doing shots. It's about doing shots. They're really pushing this Tres Amigas thing. Tres Amigas. Their little dance before they did the shots. I think they do that in their little show. Of course they do. Um, No, I didn't. I don't like it. I don't care about the Trace yeah. Amigas. I don't want to see the Trace Amigas. What about Vicky getting this stupid new yeah, award? Which, what, what the hell is that? What is Andy doing? He's kissing her ass somehow. Why? <sighs> Why? I was he, not happy. No. And Tamara thought she was going to get it. Did you see? No, did you I didn't watch, watch it. No. When, when Andy announced it and she was like, <gasps> you know, thinking like, oh, am Seriously? I going to get it? And then it was, it was Vicky. Well, I do think if anybody's going to get 
some award having to do with Bravo Housewives. It's got to be Vicky. She was the fucking original housewife who's been around this whole time, who's shared her life. I mean, whether you love Vicky or hate Vicky, I don't like Vicky at all, but she does add something. She adds something. I don't know what exactly. I'm not sure. But she is a good housewife. Yeah, she's a good addition. I hate Tamara. I hate Tamara too. I've always hated Tamara. We always have. Now, if Tamara wasn't on... I mean, is it making it more interesting? Is it, do we love to hate someone? Probably. I think you could have Vicky and not Tamara. But who's Vicky going to partner up with? Shannon? Shannon. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Vicky would stir it up enough. Tamara is over the top, which is why people hated her and wanted her off the show to begin with. I do think Vicky can, I mean, Vicky's been friends with lots of different people on this franchise. I mean, she's yeah. been through it all. She doesn't need Tamara to be exciting. No, and and Tamara's outfit also. When Tamara in that little pink outfit and Shannon in the other pink outfit, they look like the Golden Girls. It was awful. (laughs) They need a stylist, both of them. They're our age. I know. It's tragic. Seeing seeing Tamara's hair on Watch What Happens Live, it's like, what is that? All those extensions. Yeah, just and the dress. Go the dress. Are you Teresa Giducci? Giducci? (laughs) Jedetta? Fuck. God. Yeah, Tamara. Tamara. All right, let's move on to Sister Wives and our hate and loathing of Cody Brown continues. He's something, that guy. I saw somebody say that Cody is probably the most selfish, self-centered man in reality TV. But he he doesn't know it. Oh, I mean, no. he's oh. completely ob- oblivious. I turned on, because I was li- trying to find a podcast today, I turned on one of the Sister Wives podcasts, the one that's the most popular and it's actually really funny I, I did enjoy it if you just look under sister wives it's the first one that comes up it's a male and female combo um they did say this was filmed in 2021 this is yeah, christmas of 2021 that's what i thought i heard and they said some scenes from thanksgiving were of 2020 because they kind of go back with the kids like they look older they so the one girl that was oh. had the you know that was 20 with the pacifier Oh God! When they she's showed, now twelve. When they showed her in an interview, I had to go back. I'm like, is that the same girl? Wait, who that's had the not pacifier? the little girl with the brown hair. Yeah. No. No, yeah, it's not. That was Robin's daughter, right? So the Robin's kids, the boy and the girl that she has with Cody. But the one with the pacifier wasn't that much older than the little blonde girl. No, not the blonde girl. I'm talking about the girl with the pacifier, the dark hair. That's Robin and Cody's daughter. When right. she did the confessionals with her brother and she was like, yeah. hello. And the brother's like, you're annoying. That's, That's the same girl. Her. Yes. I went back and I looked at the names. It's the Are same girl. Are you sure? Well, you know, I get things wrong all the time. But they I was even pretty positive. I know. It's been three years. Jeez. Hmm. It's a lot. So Cody, <laughs> Cody's telling us that um, I, I wasn't the one mean with Janelle. She's mean to me. You guys see it. Like she, he wants us to see that Janelle was the one being mean in this situation. Of course, Cody's not mean. Of course, it was Janelle. It was all Janelle. So Janelle is saying that she doesn't recognize this man who wants me to choose between my kids and him. Like this wasn't the guy I married. But I disagree. I think what we learned this episode is that Cody's always just kind of been an asshole. And he admits that the beauty of plural marriage is when you're annoyed with one wife, you can leave that wife and go to the other wife. And I think since Robin came into the picture, 
Robin is clearly getting all the attention mm-hmm. and he's kind of pushed off the other ones. And that's part of it. That probably is the main problem. So when he was with his buddy, his, which is well, his brother-in-law, well, buddy, it's yeah, Mary's, it's Mary's sister is married to husband, him. but is the wife that left Mary's sister? I don't think they so. didn't say, I, yeah, they didn't say, but I think it was probably not. It's a weird, but he looked totally different, like in his confessional <laughs> and then in the truck with Cody. I'm like, who is this guy? It's years later. It made no sense. He had completely different hair, maybe different teeth. I don't know, but it was weird. The time frames are all fucked up on this show. We don't like, we that. don't know what's current. Like when the kids are doing their confessionals, Janelle's son, who was in the, her sad little apartment cooking a meal with her, had yeah. the long hair with the beanie on. And then the confessional, it's all short hair. It's like oh, two years later. That's why I'm so confused. I don't know who these people are. the little girl in the pacifier, you didn't recognize her. So we go to Robin's house and we're in. We're in. We're in. And we. it's, and it's true. a fucking mess. It's a mess. But what, here's, why, here's why I think she let them in. She let them in thinking it's Christmas. So everything's everywhere because it's Christmas. And she has those houses, by the way. She has those fucking those, houses. Yeah, spread out all over her kitchen counter. Where? I don't mind houses. Like, Dan loves a few houses. Maybe on a table. Like, yeah. keep them confined. Their shit they showed in the background. Well, did you see their pantry? Yes, when the, the pantry. door was open? The pantry was. And the shit that was stacked everywhere. all over there? Hoarding. There's hoarding going on. I mean. And well, then- they say she's a shopper. Well, right. She is a shopper. When they showed the outside and the lights were on. You can see the downstairs, mm-hmm. and the downstairs was full of boxes. Oh, I didn't notice that. And then the upstairs looked like a bunch of. Also, crap. it's how many square feet is that house? It's, it's huge, huge. So Robin lives in this huge fucking. I will, I will say four thousand at least square it feet. It looked like it, yeah. Poor Janelle is like, I've got nothing in, in an apartment, a I one bedroom, nothing in my name. I'm smarter than this. Yeah, she was the smart one that had the job the whole time. What kind of job did she hold for the family? Wasn't she, was she the, the one that wife. was doing... Who was doing the LuLaRue? Well, that's Mary. That's Mary. That's Mary. Yeah. Come on. You know that's Mary. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mary. Mary <laughs> has LuLaRue written all over all her. All over her. Which I would say, so does Robin. Wait, wasn't Mary the one that was doing those seminars? Yes. She still is, I believe. Really? Spend a day with Mary. Spend a weekend with and Mary. What do we learn? Oh. <laughs> oh, but when they start making crepes for breakfast and then they have to explain uh. what a crepe is as if we don't know. I'm so fucking bored at this point. I was like, <laughs> seriously, Co- and Cody trying to describe, you know, and then I like these crepes and the kids can't believe the kind of crepes I like. And then Robin, yeah, they're pretty crazy crepes. Oh, we gotta love the crepes. I'm a crepe man. Shut the, Shut fuck, the up, fuck up, Cody. about the crepes. You're not fun. You're not cute. He also tells the brother-in-law in the truck, their little truck ride, he felt like he may want to leave. Like all of them. He's yeah. sick of all of them. He doesn't even like Robin at this point. <laughs> and Robin is just... He wants to start all over. He wants to start with four new wives that love him. Well, but he also said he's not sure that plural marriages are for him. Right. And not even with... it. I'm taking that not even with Robin. Mm-hmm. He's not happy with Robin right now. Well, she she obeys him. Robin's she's, distraught. She's she's changed. She's so fucking miserable and sad. And every time she we see her, she's oh, miserable. I don't I've never saw a smile on her face the whole time. Now Christine, on the other hand, is living her best Christmas ever with her kids, having the best time. Janelle's Janelle's was still a little sad. Janelle's was sad, but then they come together. But 
It was interesting to hear both Christine and Janelle say that, yeah, they might do a plural marriage again. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, when they were talking about it, it would have mm. to it would have to we'll look do. a certain way. It would have to be different. But well, yeah, like they, when they started, right? Well, when they so, started, so we heard this episode that Cody only courted Mary in the beginning. Young Mary, Mary was the first one, <laughs> and then Cody said that Christine and Janelle asked to be in the family, which they say wasn't really true. They were like, "Well, yeah, they because we courted. wanted." No, they weren't courted. They wanted plural marriage, and he was the one available. Well, but then, but that's how it goes, I guess, that they have to ask yeah, to, to be, be accepted, the, and he then, accepted them. But then Cody, he courted Robin. So he only courted Robin and, and Mary. Mary. Yeah. And I that's guess. who he was married to. So he was married to Mary in the beginning, never legally married Janelle or Christine, but then Mary, she divorced him so he could legally marry Robin. With the pretense of, I can adopt her children. Right. And that's, we've heard that before in other situations similar to this. He also, Cody also comes off like he had to have four wives. It was his duty to have four wives. Like, like he was doing everybody a favor by having these four wives. I'm so hurt. Woe is me. It's all, he's such the victim with all of this. And he's still so fucking angry at Christine. He's so angry. He is angry at Christine, but it was so funny listening to him talk about how he's got a gremlin in him and, you know, he's so unhappy and he's the devil and it's just so twisted. He's such a weird dude. Well, and then he tells, he says that he told the other ladies like, to be with me, I have requirements. There will be other wives. I, at any point, can any of those wives go out, go out and get another husband or no? You're No. no obviously uh-uh, not. No. Obviously not. So that's is, why he's so butthurt. He's this, so high on himself for, uh, look at all my ladies. Now they all fucking hate him. And he's like, what am I? Who am I? I see what you meant. Like the flashback photos. He was a decent see? looking yeah. guy. He was poor, okay. The poor women look, they all look the same with the long hair, the same <laughs> outfits, the same thing. So what is this religion? Is it like the fun, fundamentalist LDS, it's, it's, made, it's, it's made up. I mean, like he took, he started with one and then he warped it into whatever he wanted it to be. Mm. He created his own religion. Yeah. He said he's fighting this urge to be mean as hell. <laughs> it's okay. Like, you're just an okay, ass. Cody. He said he was, he's been so angry and, you know, he's been horrible to Rob in the last two years too because he's so angry at the rest of the wives. And do we know what he does? No, what is his nobody job? fucking knows. So what about Janelle's fucking daughter who did nothing wrong, but Cody, nope, I'm not going to call her for Christmas. That's that's their problem. He's a horrible, he's, he's an asshole of a dad. Well, he's got the ego so big that he just right. can't get out of his own way. Yeah, McKelty, she didn't say anything, but it's like, call your daughter at Christmas. No, he's all about himself. You need to call me. I tried to call those boys and apologize. It's like, call again. He didn't try hard enough. No, they're kids. Yes, they fucked up. Yes, they lied to you. Get over it. He can't. He can't let it go. No, because he's using this as an excuse. Exactly. But he's so used to being, you know, the king of the castle and catered to. And little by little, everybody is revolting. And he is fucking freaking out. He's freaking out. He said, Janelle's household is the source of my pain. God. (laughs) So fucking dramatic. Goodbye, Cody. (laughs) Ridiculous. Um, okay, let's talk about Plathville. 
This was a little depressing to me. No, it was sad. It was sad. There was a lot going on. We watched uh, Micah and Barry work out. That that was Barry is something. Barry Barry is nerd. He's also feeling quite impressed with himself. He's like, look at me, like for a fifty-two year old. It's like Barry. Have you been out in the world? Have you seen what's out there nowadays? There's a lot of 52-year-olds with muscles. Barry in that tank top, boy. The muscles. He did look good, though. I think it's funny that Micah and him are becoming closer. And Micah's like, there's a lot that's happened with our family. But me and my dad are getting really close. Yeah, but why? You know why? Because Kim's out of the picture. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He didn't mention Kim in the least. He said nothing about Kim. No. Kim was the controlling force, I think, in that family. We did not see Kim interact with her kids this entire episode. Well, she doesn't live even with her kids. No. I mean, we saw a little uh, separate thing of her and her friend. Mama Sue. Mama Sue and Kim talking about wanting to get on the dating apps, which is interesting. Mama Sue was like, are you sure you won't get back with Barry? Kim's like, never, never, never do I want to get back with Barry. How miserable and how long was she miserable? She had to be miserable for a very long time. Well, the next episode, we see her talking to Micah. And she says, it was many years that I felt this way. And Mike is like, so you fucking were lying? Kim is trying to play both sides. Like, feel sorry for me. And I left you all. Barry's loving life. He's getting back with his kids. He's connecting with Mariah, who Mariah, oh God, that was the saddest because she went through such depression. She basically said she was going to take her life, right? She was thinking about taking her life. It's very... Very sad. I think she's lost, to be honest. I think she's trying to figure it all out. Um, but girl, then she likes decides. The pop of color. I won't tell you that. You mean she just likes black? The, no, the pop of color with the eyes and the lips. Oh, the eyes and lips, but everything else is black. Everything else is dark. Yeah, the outfits are interesting, but she's, you know, she was suppressed for so long that I think she's just doing well, now, her thing. Now she's now coming she back and wants to be baptized, finding Jesus. I guess Barry is the religious one. Because he was very excited. And Lydia, of course. Oh, Lydia was crying. She was like, this is the happiest day. I know. Oh, I okay, wonder if so she's still in has her closet. Of course she her has her prayer closet. Prayer closet. So let's talk about Olivia because what is that fucking pet? Is that a porcupine? I what don't know. It? I was going to ask you. Do you know what it I was? I don't know. You know I don't know about shit like that. It was a weird looking thing. It was like a baby porcupine. Seeing Olivia with her sister, who's just two years younger, the way she was speaking... I don't know that she like baby talked a lot. It was like she went back into her childhood being. She's interesting also. But her sister, let me tell you, her sister did not hold back. She told her that the reason why she and Kim didn't get along was because she's a lot like Kim. Yeah. And that she was always bossy. She was mean to her sister, basically, because the sister was a free spirit. Her Her sister was a free spirit. Also, when... Mariah came into the picture. Lydia and Mariah were good friends. right? And then Olivia and Ethan got married. And then Olivia kind of came into the picture, swooped in, and then became Mariah's best friend. And Lydia got pushed to the side. Mariah and Lydia are the same person. They're both free spirits. Yeah. So Lydia moved out of the house at 18, moved in with a boyfriend. And it sounded like Olivia didn't want to go against her parents and have communication with Lydia, her sister. So she just cut off communication. And now they're friends again. And of course, the brother has been in, I guess, Lydia's life to a certain extent. I'm not really sure. Uh, they have a lot of kids, too, in their yes. family, don't yes. they? Mm-hmm. So when <laughs> when Ethan showed up 
and she was expecting to see her sister and her brother show up. She was, and she was like, what are you doing here? I'm expecting my sister and my brother. I thought it'd be easier if you weren't here. But the day before she was like, please don't leave. I don't want you to leave. Well, I think it's because Lydia and Ethan didn't really get along. Right. Well, Ethan said, I know her as the certain person that, you the know, I didn't child. like. Yeah, I didn't like her lifestyle. But look at but you look, guys. Mariah it's is much different. Yeah. And what what is she doing so wrong? Nothing. They're these, nothing. These kids are still really good kids. They're yes. doing nothing wrong. No. Oh, it's awful. It's like a mess. Feel, this was a little depressing. It just felt so sad. So next week we see, like you said, Kim talk about dating. We see Lydia and Olivia put makeup on the brother Nathan. Yeah. What is that about? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm interested wondering to see. Yeah, because why are they showing that? Like, oh, this is something we did as kids. What, and what your parents say? That maybe no. that's why. Maybe that's why he lives with Olivia. Oh, maybe. Maybe that will be an interesting story. I feel bad for Ethan because all his friends are like older. He well, has no he friends. He had such a long conversation and it was so boring at the, in the garage with the mechanic guy. I was like, okay, the, the mechanic guy's just listening to you talk goes, about how dysfunctional your family and is. The mechanic guy goes, <laughs> having turmoil in the family is always a disaster. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, oh, no wise one. <laughs> Anyway, I did think, oh, Ethan said something that I thought was pretty poignant. He does come out with some nuggets for him being very sheltered. Yeah. He goes, I feel like my family has bipolar relationship disorder. One oh. minute they love each other. Five minutes later, they hate each other and aren't speaking. So true. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I think those parents, mostly Kim, but probably Barry too, because he had something to do with it. Just really fucked those kids up. They did. But they're all good kids. They're still good kids. But they have but no. So lost. They're so lost. They're still searching. Well, and they don't know how to function on their own. No, they tried. There was no independence ever. But look what's happened. The two Mariah and Micah who go off to the big city, they're lost, and they just mm -hmm. they're they're coming home because they don't know what to do. Because they were never taught life skills. No, it's very sad. <laughs> Thank God we didn't raise our kids like. Oh that. God. <laughs> Because we were perfect we parents. We were such perfect parents. It's hard to be so perfect. <laughs> My kids might say otherwise, but. <laughs> um, okay, so after this, we have our discussion rating review with Rit about the pass. Very good. We love Rit. He knows what he's talking about. He's got a lot of experience. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a long podcast. But also, don't forget to rate and review us. We've gotten, as Anne said earlier, a lot of reviews, and we really appreciate it. So keep them coming. Yes, and, please. Um, Enjoy your follow weekend. Follow our podcast and have a good weekend. Yes. Well, we want to welcome to the Dames Who Dish podcast our very good friend, Rit. I don't even know how to describe you, Rit. You're a producer. You've worked on Bravo shows. You've done unscripted shows. You worked on The Real Housewives of OC last season. Heather did, Dubrow's comeback season that's right i'm well i'm currently playing the role of person who was wondering why when you saw this movie you thought we know who to call <laughs> so. because we know you just have the insight that we would not have oh that's interesting all right well i'll be sure to make some stuff up so i'm a credible <laughs> guest yeah so the movie we have decided to discuss is the pass the we, can candy burris can candy and todd burris is it production? What, wait, was it Candy and Todd Burris? Candy it was, and Todd Burris. On the title card, it said Candy 
Burris and Todd Tucker's The Pass. Oh, they I like said attached. Todd Burris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said a mouthful there. Oh, I mean, wow, Gina. Yeah. Todd Tucker in Candy Burris production. How dare you? He is a man in his own right, didn't you I know? know. I feel Fe- horrible. Featuring Drew Sedora. Is that what and, it was? I don't know. No, but it was featuring Drew Sedora and Shamia and Moneta. Yeah. <laughs> and all their other friends. So yeah, something, everyone made an appearance. Something I noticed on the Real Housewives of Atlanta when they were showing the preview for this, the gentleman who plays the lead was fuzzed out. Did you notice mm. that? And I, I did notice that. Why? Because a lot of actors feel some type of way about reality TV. And if they're not getting compensated for appearing on screen, then their their representation will say, you know, we don't want you on the show uh, if they're not going to pay you. And so they don't grant them an appearance release. So they have to blur them. Wow. wow. Interesting. Right. Well, thank you. See, yeah. this is, and this is the reason why we had you on. <laughs> that's Thanks just luck. I think that's, that's the first and last <laughs> fact I have for you. I think the rest is all commentary. I mean, what do we even start with? I know. Should we talk about the positives first? <laughs> uh, Can I just tell you both? Okay. I actually really enjoyed this. What? To be honest. Oh, your faces. It's so priceless. I've been waiting all day to say this to you. I mean it. I put it on with the lowest expectations. I mean, we all saw that trailer. You couldn't even hear what they were saying because of the music. And like 10 minutes in, I was like, okay, okay. I mean, it wasn't, look, it was twisty. It was turny. They swung for the fences. And I think multiple people should have been fired from it, such as the camera guy. Uh, the costume designer because people were just wearing the same color as each other in every scene. <laughs> they were wearing were their own clothes, Rit. There was no costume. You know, so there were definitely technically weird issues, but in terms of the story, it was like soapy. It was twisty. It was ridiculous, but it held my attention. I was wondering the whole time, like, where is this going to go? I, I was mm-hmm. looking at the time. I'm like, okay, it's an hour, 40 minutes. There's only 10 minutes left. Where are they going with this? So I was pleasantly surprised a little bit with the twist. Is this a spoiler-free review, or are we... No, I, I think we just say we it. Just say, I mean, it's we're, been out long yeah. enough. This okay. will not be spoiler-free. We're talking about it all. Tell me if it was just me. The first 10 minutes, they crammed so much backstory. I was like, am I an idiot? I'm sort of having trouble no, it was following very, what's happening. Very confusing. Drew and her husband been married seven years, but they don't really know each other. Well, at first I didn't even realize they were married. I thought maybe they're just dating and he's going to propose, but right. he was re-proposing? He was getting her a ring upgrade, essentially. That's when we first meet him, but he's doing it with his best friend. But then when, when she texts, when Drew texts him, he goes off to the side and looks at his phone as if she was like someone he was having an affair with. So I was like, wait, is Drew his his wife i don't know it was it was definitely not clear but i think that mom character the drew's mom character was mama joyce right i mean in terms of who she was totally and there was so much resentment there and i think once that's what helped me understand the story was i was like okay got it she's mama joyce and then everything else clicked into place and then i finally understood (laughs) what was happening okay but however mama joyce makes a cameo at the end of the fucking movie was that Mama Joyce? With Is a different voice. Wait, that was Mama Joyce? Played the judge. No, that was not Mama Joyce. It was Mama Joyce. No, it was not. You know this for a fact, Anne? You it saw was in the not. Credits? Are you positive? I am 100% positive that was not Mama Joyce. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking Look at it the up. credits I'm, right I'm, now. I There's put a it, resemblance. It I was not her. I put it up her. on the um, 
I put it up on our feed and people were like, yes, can you believe it? No, it well, wasn't. Yes, the the ever, the always trustworthy folks on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I'm, I'm on, I am, what does Tamara call it? I am BD. BD. Um, stand by. Well, oh, mediator. Okay, here she is. I definitely understand. I'm going to turn my laptop around here. Resemblance for sure, but it definitely wasn't her. It was Mama it Joyce. Was. No, I'm sticking to it. Well, that it was did the look scene. Like her a lot. I mean, to just that's like way towards the end. But to just skip ahead, I thought of all the actors, Moneta was the worst. I mean, she had two lines, and she was like, "My client does not agree." It was she was so wooden that I was like, "Oh, Moneta, <laughs> come on!" You had one scene in which to shine. Okay, I want to go back to the very beginning and the feel yes. of the film. I, what was that? You can help me, Rit. What is mm. the production value? What is What are the cameras they're using? It feels I, like a soap opera or something. No, yes. what I said earlier is it, it felt to me like a high school... Um, what did I say? I told, you to write it. I told her to write it down. It was really good what she said. I was like... Like an audiovisual production from a high school student. Yeah, so a lot of so that's why I was saying they should have fired the, the the DP, the camera guy, and also the lighting. I think that's what felt weird about it. I think the the lens that they used, everyone was sort of like squished together, and so there were times where Drew was like, you know, a third of her face was just off frame, and that's stuff that like you know even if if you're not if you weren't like a film major, just you don't even realize it, but from watching movies, you actually know the language in your head. And so when something feels weird, that's why it stood out to you because it's not how movies are filmed usually. It felt a little lifetimey yeah. uh, in terms of the equipment they were using. My main issue was they were lit so brightly. There was a scene towards the beginning when he talks about the past when they're sitting at the dinner table and it looked like someone was in the driveway shining their headlights in. <laughs> you know? Probably they, was. It was like, probably, honestly, it yeah. Was, and there it was, was like, Mama Joyce. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a white, bright, sort of like how I am now, lit by my laptop screen. <laughs> so I think that really threw me off a little bit. And I think that stuff really makes a difference. But again, I have to go back to like, the script was twisty enough that I was able to kind of look past that. Because if it looks great, and the script was like complete nonsense, I think then it doesn't even matter if it looks good, you know? But I guess I'm alone on that. Oh, I just didn't like any of it. I didn't even like Drew's acting. Drew, I thought she, I thought she was absolutely horrible. I thought Candy was better Me too. actress than Me Drew too. was. I like that Candy. Okay, so my theory about Candy is that she, because of the way they ended the film, it was almost a setup for a sequel in which Candy would be the main character, right? And so I think what Candy did was she was like, let's see if this movie does anything. If it embarrasses me, I was a supporting character, it's fine. If people love it, it's now set up for me to lead the, the sequel, which everyone will then watch. is That's what I think she did personally. I have to talk about some editing issues. When the <laughs> guys are out playing golf. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I know what you're going to say because I caught it too. What, they were, I went back. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? The guy's putting. There's a ball going past. The next scene, the ball's gone. And the ball, <laughs> yep. and there's another ball in a whole different direction. It was a mess. It's like the simplest yep. thing. So there's supposed to be a script supervisor who keeps track of continuity and you know like okay you so you know they'll they'll take the shot they'll take like the wide shot not necessarily in this order but they'll take the wide shot which is everyone then they'll do the close-ups and the singles of people and then they'll intercut it in post but if you don't have someone saying oh you know in the wide you did it this way so make sure you turn this way if you don't have someone matching it up 
that's what you get. And that happened countless times, like just cutting back and forth. People were in like different positions and facing other ways and lit differently. Um, I noticed in that golf scene, they were all standing in a row delivering their lines. It was like a play, like a, like a high school play. Yeah. Now, was Todd the director or no, was he just a he producer? Was the, he was the producer and the co-writer. Oh, he so, did co-write it. So do you think he wrote it. the line that a path through a man's heart is through the pussy? I'm so <laughs> glad that he said that line. Um, you know, I think so. It honestly sounds like something Candy would say, too. It does. Yeah. So do you think Candy was a co-writer? No, I don't think so. I think Candy was, I mean, we saw on the show, at least, she seemed to really resent the whole thing, honestly. I will say, like, they added something. I like that her character was so ready to fight at any time. And she was like, I'm serious, get me a gun. And it was like, okay. I thought like from the trailer, because they had her say like, do you have a gun? I thought that was a serious line, but it was actually just her character being like ready to fight. I, I did think Candy played that character well. Mm-hmm. So we haven't even talked about the concept of the movie. It's Candy and her husband have uh, this deal where the husband gets a pass. And they're so fucking stupid because <laughs> the guy is telling his friends, yeah, I get a pass. And they're like, well, what about your wife? No, she doesn't get a pass. It's just me getting the pass. And they're like, you don't think she's getting a pass? Now, I kind of want to go back to what we know now at the very end. Mm-hmm. Can we? Because this scene doesn't make sense. The se- so, so this is what I think if we just talk about the end, which is basically the whole thing was a con, you know, to... A seven-year con, which we'll talk about. I mean, that was like the <laughs> longest con in history. Like literally nobody thought of this plan that could have been executed in like six months. But the the, the thing that, that doesn't quite work for me is, okay, they were all conning her and they flash back to pieces of the film to be like, okay, this is really what they were doing when that moment happened. Fine. But that doesn't explain a lot of other moments where it's like, why when they're all on their own as the con people, are they acting like, their right. characters that they're playing. That that's yeah. where that's where when I go back and think about it, because even in that scene at the golf course, which was very poignant apparently, <laughs> he would they were saying that he's borrowing money from people to buy this two hundred thousand dollar ring. Yeah. That that doesn't even make sense. No. Right. Because no you're one's all in there. on the con. Why would we right. have that conversation? And so and so that's what weirded me out was when they were like, Why don't you try the past? Because when we watched it, it was like you know, not knowing that there was a twist at the end, it was like, why did they suggest the pass off of what he was saying about his marriage? Like, it didn't make, it didn't fit. They were like, why don't you try it? And so I was like, but why are they suggesting this when he's like, oh, her mom sucks, you know? And then he goes to Drew's character and he's like, I want to pass. And she's like, you know, you've been so patient with my mom that you should go sleep with someone else. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. It's been seven it's years. so bad. And we, we're so happy. But if you want to have a pass, you go. Seven years that took? I realized at one point Drew said on the show that she was like, oh my God, this character is just like me. It's like, how long did it take her to realize that this is her in real life? Because, <laughs> and poor thing, like, like Drew gets dragged through the mud on the show by her husband. And then in this movie, at the end, she is completely screwed over and robbed blind and left with nothing. It's like, she cannot catch a break anywhere. <laughs> the fact that she takes her pass and this girl that was supposedly the husband's best friend, she's a lesbian, she comes on to Drew there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff a going, lot going on, on. Yeah. because at mm-hmm. one point we think that Drew goes she's away at a conference and we think she goes up to her bedroom her hotel room with this guy that she met in the bar 
and then it turns out was really the best friend. Which so I what liked. is happening? Is she so wasted? Was she drugged? Well, yeah, she put something in her drink. The best friend of her husband put something in her drink. Oh, I missed that. But the acting <laughs> that was around was, that. That was when I walked away for a moment. The acting around that when she's swaying and she's like, Ugh. Like, it was so over the top. It was <laughs> ridiculous. What about the moment when the boss, best friend, she was like 10 different people that Yeah, that exactly. When she was um, having her way with the other employee, and they have this long shot of Drew coming towards the camera, but looking in the direction of the room. You know she's looking at nothing, but she's just like... <gasps> <gasps> like it's it was like bad acting school like okay now look shocked now look shocked now gasp breathe and went on and on and i was like oh my god we get it she's shocked it was it took so, so funny long it was too long it was too long yeah, yeah. and then i was yeah. trying to figure out what was she shocked by by her assistant or was she shocked and kind of in love with this lady it seemed like it so that's what I kind of liked was so I think it was because she really felt like she really connected with the boss lady. Although in the moments after they hook up in the hotel, they're both in the bathroom and the boss is like, did you like that? And they're both in robes, but Drew is like drying her hands with a towel for like 40 minutes like the, throughout the entire scene. And it's like, did they just shower? They're, they were both wet. So I'm like, were they sweaty from hooking up? But why are they in robes now? And what is Drew drying? It was... Some of the direction was so weird, but yeah, I think she started to catch feelings for her. And that's why later there's that scene where Drew walks into the office and she's like, you have stuff to do to the secretary, which I kind of liked. It's like she was kind of like feeling her a little bit. No, just me. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It was hard to figure out. There were so many directions it went in. It was really hard to figure out what the hell was going on. I will say the sex scenes were pretty fucking good. There were a hundred of them. There was yeah. so many. I think those were actually shot well. Yeah, I think all the money went to the sex scenes. <laughs> yeah. And all the attention, the whole crew, everyone was ready to shoot those. There was a million people in those in their bedroom. The fact yeah. that it was Candy and Todd's home mm-hmm. and their bedroom, it was so dark most of the time. In the, and I was trying to figure out that house. I'm like... Where is this? Because I don't remember seeing any of this. It was it their is it their guest house? Is it their primary house? Is it Mama Joyce's house next door? Whose house is this? It's very interesting. But that house is enormous, so it stands yeah. to reason that there are definitely sections of it that we haven't seen. I thought, I mean, yeah, because that kitchen, there was a kitchen scene. That kitchen was so barren. Like there was, it, it definitely felt like that's what we used to do in like college and film school and stuff. It's like you just film in your dorm or you make do with what you have. And maybe that's why I sort of have had a soft spot for it because I was like, they're trying. They're not working with much. <laughs> they shot in 10 days. That's a lot of scene work to shoot in 10 days. You have to admit. Oh, yeah. The 10 days in the bedroom scene. There was one moment. I think it was Drew went up to the bedrooms and there's a phone, an old phone Mm -hmm. sitting by the bed like an old handheld home phone sitting by the bed well i don't think candy's home is really updated i mean have you seen it true true it reminds me of like trying to be parisian almost because it's got some rooms are like kind of yellow and they have that weird molding i did notice that in the bar scene when he goes so by the way i love how he gets a pass and he's like i know just the person and he goes to shamia who's a stripper but also why did he do that if it was all part of if it was all plan. part of the fake plan yeah. but then when he goes looking for her he goes to this like basement area that is literally i think they filmed it in their house because 
the quote-unquote bar, there are like blinds behind it. Like the kind of blinds that you just like, the standard apartment blinds. And I was like, what bar has those blinds behind it? So I think they just shot it in their basement and they're like, let's give it some blue light and pretend it's a strip club. I thought something. the same thing. I go, this is no bar. This is this is like their their basement, you know, a room in their house somewhere. And it was shot so tight. Like there, yep. it wasn't a wide shot at all. It was very tight, which I think was intentional because it probably was like their downstairs family room or something. It I, was weird. I think it would have made more sense if there was somebody else who didn't know about the plan. Mm-hmm. Drew and like Drew's brother or friend that was a guy who was with the guys playing golf so there was somebody to explain these things to that wasn't part of the plan otherwise why are we seeing all these conversations it just doesn't make that didn't make sense they needed a through line or something i think that's smart that would have been a very easy fix and i also have to say like at the end when they're on that garage first of all someone dubbed over candy's voice that was not candy's voice she was like british or something and then on top of that i was like you guys are splitting all this money there's a hundred of you how much are you actually walking away with there were so many people involved and how much money did they get like was it five hundred thousand or something yeah it it wasn't that much i'm looking at my notes which you know i wrote a week ago at one point drew drew said i'm leaving Maurice, I would literally give all this up for you to the woman. So apparently she's in love with her. And then my mm-hmm. next note was, this movie is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I thought that scene was amazing because she's like, I'm giving it all up for you. And she was like, I got to go. I have to go promote someone. It was like, that's such a weird response. I, I just felt, you know, I that Drew's character was just so, like there was that moment with the mom when she was like, oh, I'm gonna be made partner. And the mom was like, well, don't you wanna have your own company? And she's like, you never want me to have what I want. <laughs> it's just like, she just couldn't win, poor thing. And the mom guys... kind of seemed like she wasn't that much older than Drew. I Yes, that threw me off as well. Did you like the actress that played the villain? Cause she, I thought as a character, she was so aggressive and she's like, here are my boobs, ready to hook up. Did you like the actress? Like, did you think she, I thought she leaned into it. I, like, think, in I think she did a good job. I think she was good because I don't like her. So that means mm. she did a good job. Yeah. And I, I kind of liked her in the beginning when I thought she was the best friend. So I think she was probably really good at what she did. Better than yeah. Drew. Yeah, Drew was just playing herself. Watching Drew and then watching her on Atlanta on Housewives, you kind of can see where she's acting on Housewives now. Mm. You know what I mean? Interesting. So you're saying like what, when she's fighting with Ralph or... Because even Candy, I just to like switch to Atlanta, but it still relates to this. The way in part two, it looks like Candy is going to be like, now I can see why you could maybe be gaslighting Ralph. Like for and Candy is like a pretty level-headed, sensitive person. She wouldn't just say that. So there must be like stuff that they're really seeing while they're filming where they're like, what is like, who's telling the truth here? Because I don't know. And then, yeah, it's just, it, it's hard to tell with Drew what's real and what's not and when they fought in the movie when they fought over when she saw the nude pictures on his phone that to me was like a full ralph argument she was to me she just like that was i I bet you if you were to ask her she would say like that was cathartic for her because it felt like she was yelling at ralph it was like where were you what were you doing are you lying to me now show me your phone that was probably her best scene in my opinion because it felt the most organic she's had some experience also if i were ralph i might be upset by these scenes interesting she's just acting Anne. Uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> it's her craft 
I think those scenes were pretty freaking intense. And she did a you know, well, Ralph, really good Ralph job. Ralph wanted to go and watch her film. What yeah, are you talking about? She, you know, straight men have that thing where they're like, oh, this is hot. Uh, can I join? Like, it's that kind of like stupid boneheaded mentality that I think he has. But I think if she hooked up with a guy, like if she had had a scene where she hooked up with that guy in the bar, I think that would be a much different story. She also didn't, her and her husband didn't have any chemistry. They never made out or anything like that. Well, that guy was super weird. Can we just talk about, this made me laugh so hard. So they go out to a bar and this guy is like, yo, Trent, you fucked with my sister, right? And it was somebody who who they had scammed in the past. So I was like, you know, once we saw the explanation, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Someone from a past scam. They get home and she gives him ice for his lip. And he's like, I'm sorry I ruined tonight. She's like, that's okay. They get in bed and she's like, I'm going to miss you in L.A. I was like, are you going to ask him who that guy was? <laughs> no, and we, then never heard about, we never heard about that again. Right. And she turns to her boss and she's like, I don't know. I'm just thinking, should I ask him who that was? And it's like, are you that? Imagine if you were out with your husbands and somebody was like, called them by a different name, punched them in the face. Would you go home and be like, anyway, off to L.A.? Like, <laughs> of course I would. I'm very dutiful. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was like one of the weird script things. But I guess my my expectations were so rock bottom that I was maybe I was so impressed that it was like somewhat coherent. Maybe that's what it was. But I don't know. But, but the money for seven years. That's a yeah. long. It's a long, no long time. Yeah. So next it's who? It's uh, Candy's turn. Was it Candy's yeah. turn next? Who's going to marry someone? Yeah, I guess. I mean, but to me, it wasn't like there was no reason they had to wait this number of years. It was just they were waiting for the right idea. And it's so, for the so right idea. do you think Drew ever figured it out at the end? Oh, Did I her don't character? think so. No. I don't think she ever no, figures I don't think anything she out. <laughs> then all of a sudden, all her friends are gone. Every single one of them just disappear. Poof. And yeah, she's like, and she's probably like, all my everybody? friends left me in my, right. She's like, they all left me in my time of need. Like, she probably has no idea. I would love to see a follow-up of what that character is up to now. But when they cut to her in the office and the whole office was stripped of everything, yeah. to me, the, the reveal, I was like, am I, like, I was confused. The, the, the reveal was not super clear that she was being scammed because they kept like cutting to black and then she sees the office is empty. There's a wire hanging from the ceiling. Her mom's hugging her. It was Maybe, a little dead. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get it either. I'm like, well, what's happened? Yeah, until they actually told what's us at the on? very end what happened. I went, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm, but then oh, it I also, also said, hmm. at the very end, it just like abruptly ends. It just Yeah, it just ended. ends. Yeah. Like fade to black, done, it's over. I think that's when they ran out of money. <laughs> Probably. That's my guess, yeah. Just like us, we're going to run out of time here. On our 45 on minute. On our 45 minute, zoom. yeah, free See, zoom. We're on a we're on a budget too. Well, let's do our rating, one to ten. I feel like Ritz going to give this high. I already thought about this, so you both of you first. Gina, I, a three. Ooh, it's pretty I, low. I mean, I can't even give it more than a three. I think I got to stick with like three to three to four, maybe three point five. I will say a very spirited six point five. Really? Wow. I was Above entertained. Five. It was stupid as hell, but I was entertained, and I felt like. They they weren't trying to be something that they, they knew this was a small budget. They knew it was supposed to be soapy and lifetimey, and they just like went for it. And you know, was the ending successful? Not quite, but they tried. At least they tried to give us something different. But you know, okay. maybe I just relate too hard to the. And how, how did it end up on Peacock? Because it's Candy Burris. Is that how? 
You know, I try to look this up. I, I have a feeling it has something to do with, you know how like all the businesses that you do on a Bravo show end up sort of property of NBC Universal. Maybe the way like, you know how there was that Halloween tie-in for Kyle and it premiered on Peacock, so they showed her filming it. I think there was some synergy there. All right. Well, well you liked it more than we did, Rit. <laughs> it was did. definitely a struggle getting through it for oh, me. Oh, man. Well, you kept getting up and walking out, it sounds like. True. So you missed true. crucial I missed story a little points. bit. Gina was falling asleep. I Yeah, I kept falling asleep. I had to keep rewinding, rewinding, rewinding. Oh, wow. Now, now I'm just very disappointed that Mama Joyce wasn't even in it. I thought that was fucking Mama Joyce. Damn it. You probably she you probably would have given it like a five if it was her, right? I think I would have. I think I <laughs> yeah. would have. Thank you, Rip, for joining us on this lovely evening. Thanks, Talk about Rit. the pass. You gave it, it a my, bigger point than we did. You know, there has to we need uh we need dissenting opinions on this podcast. We need to hear from both sides. That's and I am happy to be standing alone <laughs> with my six point five rating. Thank you, Rip. Thanks, guys. There is nothing like a day. Nothing. There is nothing you can name that